0: Well, welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Life, Real People, Real Stories podcast. Today we have a great guest. She's been a nurse, community leader, volunteer, and most importantly, most people would think, a mum. Welcome to the show, Deb Roberts. How are you, Deb?
1: Good, thanks, Rob. How are you going?
0: I'm absolutely awesome. And by the view behind you, you're you're living in a beautiful part of the world. I think you live about an hour and a half out of Sydney. That's about right? Oh, no, it's not
1: an hour. Wilton's not that far. People think it's a long way from everywhere, but it's the perfect place to live apart from the beautiful Camden area.
0: Hey, look, if you can live where you love, that's got to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, sure is.
0: But I know down there, there hasn't been there that often. Most of the houses are quite new. So I'm gathering you didn't grow up in Wilton.
1: No, I actually grew up in, um, I've always lived in southwest Sydney, but I grew yeah. up in Fairfield, um, which uh, was just you look at Fairfield now and I look back to what Fairfield was when I was growing up and it was one of the new suburbs. Yeah. When um, my mum and dad built the house next yeah. to my mother, it was paddocks and it was at Fairfield West. So it was a yeah. um, huge growth there and I reflect back when growing up there how different it was but then maybe how similar it was to now.
0: Was it a multicultural area or mostly Anglo-Saxon? Uh,
1: no, most the multiculturalism extended to mostly Maltese. Mm-hmm. Italians, Greeks, and um, Yugoslav people. So yeah. the rest of it was generally just um, Anglo. Like yeah. So, yeah.
0: So were you a good student?
1: Yeah, I was a pretty good student.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah, I'm not always good, but a <laughs> <pretty> good student.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how many were in your family? Was it a big house, small household?
1: No, we just had a little three-bedroom, 5 house. Yeah. Still there actually. I drove past her a few months ago, still there in Fairfield. Wow. Um, little sixties built in the sixties. Yeah. My sister and I, my sister's younger than me, three yep. years, old, my mum and dad. Very when you look at the homes that we live in now, we're very lucky because the house there, we had an outside toilet and an outside laundry. <laughs>
0: yeah. People would I, be
1: horrified these days having
2: that.
0: Oh, I remember going to my grandfather's at Marrickville and outside. They had an outside tour, but they ended up building a veranda, so it looked like it was part of the inside.
1: Oh, you were lucky. <laughs> I
0: know it was just the It only had three walls, so uh, it was quite <laughs> cold. And uh, so I know exactly where you're coming from there. So, what did Deb, What did you do? Did you uh, were your parents always around? Were they uh, was there one at work and one at home looking after you, you and your sister? Or yeah, um, so my dad was a
1: radiographer, so he worked yeah. very long hours. Uh, Concord Hospital, first of all, he started off in the dental hospital in Sydney. Yep. And he moved to Concord Hospital there, so he was spending a lot of time travelling and at work. And then also, as he got older, which I think now probably wasn't that old, probably when he got into his 30s, his early 40s, he started to do some more qualifications and study. Yep. And my mum's a nurse. Wow. Yeah, she looked after us until I think when we started to go to, I can't remember, late primary school, early high school. She started um, went back to work and started working um, as a nurse in high school. Actually, hmm. high schools, and then moved into childcare.
0: So that means you were destined to be a mechanic,
2: uh,
1: Rob. I think you know me well enough that that's never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even put petrol in the car. That's what my husband does.
0: Oh, poor Pete. <laughs> so you uh, you finished school? Did you go to uni? Did you uh, no? Did you end
1: up so. So I end up, um, well, and, and younger women particularly might find this really strange, but mm. in the 70s there weren't a lot of options for women.
0: No, there wasn't.
1: Maybe there were, but in the you know western suburbs you did, weren't presented to you as such. Mm. So um, women in 1979, your choices were um, public service, go to the bank, uh, go in to be a teacher. Back then I think it was actually teachers' college, uh, be nurse or the main options <laughs> so um, I end up following on my mother's and my grandmother's footsteps and yes. became a nurse so back then 1980 when I started it was pre-university so we went to mm. school so yeah very different times to now um, in our training and um, just the way things ran.
0: Would you say in some ways being a hands-on trained nurse rather than a university trained you got a different type of education around being a nurse? Um,
1: probably a different type. Um, I think there's goods and bads of both systems. I mean, yeah. I remember, so I started nursing, I was 17 when I started, so mm. I didn't in until a few months in. Um, I didn't realise until I started nursing how much I didn't know about the rest of the world outside of my small community. Mm. Yeah. Only at Liverpool, which wasn't far away. No. Um, but then you get exposed to other people from different backgrounds and different suburbs and different parts of Sydney. And it really opened my eyes up to the world being bigger than what I'd known. So you look at a bright-eyed 17-year-old and... um mm. Yes, I was bright-eyed. <laughs> Going into the workforce and yeah. knowing a lot about growing up, what hospitals are like and medicines like from parents and grandparents, but not really having much experience at life. So I was a real eye-opener. But it was great, I mean we great experience um, and I think nursing gives you such a great background for so many other careers.
0: yeah, now there wouldn't have been many female doctors around then either would there?
1: Mm. I don't actually remember many at all No.
0: because so it's thinking back then when I was you know young for young to visit people in hospitals and that it was a very i don't I don't know if sexist is the right word, but uh, women were nurses, men were the doctors, and the nurses did what the doctors said. Is that, would that be a fair summation?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It was um, very different. Not that, that was necessarily a right system, but it kind no. of the way it was. I mean, the things that
2: it I first
1: a... started was you weren't allowed to go ahead through a doorway in front of someone who was more senior for the new were months ahead you had to open the door and let them go first because they were more senior you had to get our uniform length checked um, with a ruler by the matron and would come and do a spot check Um, Made sure you had stockings on if your shoes weren't clean i mean by today's standard you look back and think that was did that really make a difference to the patients probably not
0: yeah
1: very different times so yeah goods and bads are both systems i think
0: so when as i know you're a nurse for quite a few years what did you, from a, from a personal point of view and from a leadership point of view, because you've had many leadership roles uh, since then, what did you get from being a nurse back then? What did you learn out of those days where it's a very different world to today, but I'm sure some of the good things you still practice? Um, I
1: think communication skills. Yeah. You're dealing with the most vulnerable people. don't. So Communication skills, you learn to be empathetic with people. I mean, I even look back, um, you learn about cooperating with people, conflict resolution, whether it be other with your peers or yeah. other people in medicine or patients or the patient's relatives. Yeah. Um, definitely problem solver. It should be a problem solver. And also in crisis. I think in crisis there are many times, I think back now, you know, if I'm having a bad day or whatever, I think, well, you know, back then when I was nursing, someone would die if I had a bad day.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, it it kind of does put your life in perspective, especially in these kind of times. Things like that put life in perspective. And then throughout my nursing, I worked with all different kinds of clientele and um, for about four or five years, I worked with refugees and migrants in a TB clinic. So that gave me even another, I don't know, a different type of, community to deal with, with different issues. So, yeah, they were great times, actually.
0: One of the biggest, what uh, I, I don't know if criticism is the right word, but observation is that a lot of the younger people who come through the system don't have the resilience of the people who are 40 and above because it was two different types of being taught, two different types of rules and regulations. How would today you get through that resilience of putting up with some of the things that were happening, because they, they don't, they don't, they seem to fall back to who can I go and ask rather than take that uh, step forward and be the confidence to go and do what they need to do.
1: Mm, that's a really good question. And Rob, you'd relate to this when we were younger, I'm sure. You probably yeah. pretty well brought up the same as me, similar generation. Yes. Yes. Um, when we had a prop, our, our days growing up were we didn't get to sit and watch television during the day unless we were sick, and then maybe not even. Mm. It was at home, out the backyard, go figure out your own things yes. by yourself. Um, so I think we probably learnt to problem solve, um, take care of our own time, be creative. I know mm. all my creativity I learnt with my sister. You know, we'd make things in the backyard out of sticks and yeah. houses and things like that because we weren't allowed to stay in the house during the day. Because, no. You know, that, nobody did that. You were always out. Um, I don't know if it was safer then than it is now. I, don't, I, I wonder about mm-hmm. it because, once again, we'd just go out and play with the neighbours and be back home by dinner or back home at lunch or everybody growing up in our street was auntie this or uncle that.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, because uh, and I think we had a sense of community definitely where I live where you looked, everybody looked after everybody else's kids and so everybody else pulled up everybody else's kids too. Yes. I think we were lucky to have that. Back mm. I don't remember having many parks to go and play in.
0: Did we need them?
1: People's backyards or front yards.
0: Yeah. Did we need the parks? Pardon? Did we need the parks back then? No,
1: yeah, Well, we, we probably had a bigger box of land. Yeah. Right in the street.
0: Yes. Yeah. So as as you moved on in life, did that resilience and that some of those hard matrons help you when it came to look after you? I know you had, one of your daughters had a lot of health challenges. Yep. Uh, did that put you in a good place to be able to deal with them, being a working mum, daughter with, you know, having to take her to hospital and balancing all the things that life was throwing up at you at the time? Yeah.
1: I suppose um, so it was my daughter, Rebecca. So she... Um, had type one diabetes, and mm-hmm. she was classified as brittle. So she had that from the age of seven to the age of twenty when she passed away. Um, she also had hypothyroidism, so underactive thyroid. Yep. Together, were not a good mix, and unfortunately, she passed away from heart attack. The mm. two. So from the age of seven, um, it was a, it was a challenge for her. But it was a challenge being a mum and also nursing full-time. Mm. Well, and, and one of the challenges I found personally was that people people would say to me, but you're a nurse, so it's easier for you to cope with, which I'm like, which put a lot of pressure on me because in that situation, I was actually the mum, not the mm. nurse, was the mum, um, which was very, very challenging. But once again, I think maybe... The way we were brought up, the community we were brought up in um, nursing helped deal with with the challenges and we just got on with it Mm. and deal with things as best you can. Sometimes you make mistakes. (laughs) Over my life I've made many mistakes, but you've got to learn from your mistakes and hopefully don't make them again and move on from those mistakes. And with her death, as any parent can appreciate, the most devastating thing that's happened in my life Mm. um and people do say and i had we donated her some of her organs uh, her kidneys and her corneas yep enough to be able to do that and that was always her wish but i remember my father saying to me when i was a young adult during a difficult time saying to me you just got to remember one door shuts another one opens you just need to see that door Mm. long past but i try to remind myself of things like that when a tough time in my own life comes, and that was one of those situations. So for me and our family, organ donation was one of those things that was, <clears throat> Rebecca has gone, but she can live on and help others through the death, and that was her wish. So that gave me great comfort, but also, I don't know, it, it, it helps... Can't say it takes away from the pain of losing a child, but it helps to yeah. ease it and make it feel a bit softer.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but you didn't stay a nurse. I mean, today you're not. Where did you go after nursing? You ended up in sort of what we call the charity slash corporate world. How did you make the jump from know, one it's to a the strange other? Strange journey
1: when you think about it, isn't
0: it? And what was your biggest challenge when you did jump out of being the nurse into maybe what you'd call an office worker, but you really weren't.
1: Yeah. So, um, keeping in mind my father <laughs> and mm-hmm. my had only ever worked in the public health system. Um, and I remember the last job before I left nursing was working at the um, TB clinic. Mm-hmm. And I, I became um, a single mum with two daughters at the time I met my husband, Peter, and trying to juggle nursing and things like that. I, I wanted it, I needed a change. Then I moved to working community nursing in an asthma clinic, which is a bit better, a bit better hours and yeah. work. So that was good. Um, but at the asthma clinic, I started to work more in the community with clinics and things and, I, and a lot on um, tobacco research and working in schools. And I really love the community aspect of um, medicine. So I kind of went down that channel and I did have a short stint working in Chalky Center. Not a good thing when you've got a three-year-old at home. <laughs> <laughs> I think last time I was not very good. That was, it was a very stressful time for me. Um, and then uh, working in the asthma clinic and then it, it was just like, oh, I don't know, I feel like there needs to be something else. I, I can't even tell you why, but I just felt like I needed to do something else. And, yep. and i come up with a local not-for-profit, Use Solutions, a youth drug and alcohol prevention service for young people. And I remember saying to I applied for the job and when I got the job, my father said to me, you'll regret that decision moving away from the health system. Have I ever regretted it? Never. <laughs> um, so I, I think probably what I've learnt to do is to take opportunities. Sometimes you just, if an opportunity arises, mm. sometimes you've just got to be brave enough to take it. I've tried to do that throughout my career, and sometimes that's scary and sometimes things work out and sometimes things don't work
0: out. That's true. Yeah. I did a bit of research on you, and I know that you you ended up being the boss or the CEO of Youth Solutions, but you weren't employed as that. You were doing another job there, and the CEO, for one reason or another, could no longer do the job and had left, and you got thrown in at very short notice to take over a drug and youth uh, charity which is looking after the information of dissemination out to the to kids, which is tough at the best of times, adults yeah. talking to kids about drugs and alcohol. How did you handle being going from number two, basically, to the boss, trying to manage both jobs, manage the staff, keep a place going that was going through a little bit of a turmoil? How, did you have to go back to when you used and look at some of the old matrons or was it... You just uh, saw, well, everything I've learned so far between a mum, a nurse, my dad, and that, I just, you, did you tap into all of that? How did you cope? Um,
1: well, I started there as a project officer,
0: hmm.
1: a very small team, there was just three of us. And um, I was there for 17 years, so it was not an overnight change. So yeah. in that time, I loved that job. Um, I grew within, I grew my, as a person and myself. And I also grew within the team and just worked my way up through there. And uh, unfortunately, the CEO at the time um, was not able to work anymore. So Mm. I stepped up. Um, I love that too. Um, I particularly love the fundraising. Um, I love the working with the young people. uh, Mm. But also, when you're working with young people, uh, it's, it's quite a challenge. And it's, you know, when people i high school teachers or any teacher for that fact. I think you've got to walk a mile in their shoes because they do a great job and it's often a challenge dealing with kids in day, day in and day out. And, and sometimes during our work at Youth Solutions, we would come across particularly challenging mm. young people. But the growth that you see in these young people and the way they grab life with both hands and become you know, leaders themselves in the future. So, you know, I, I run into some of these, I call them kids, but they're not kids now, they're in their 30s. Yeah.
2: Still
1: have contact with a few of them and they, they still remember the days when we used to work with them at camps and things like that. Yeah. And I think the thing is when you're in jobs like that, you often don't realise the impact you have on someone else's life by, I don't know, just taking an extra moment or two to have a chat or going out of your way a little bit above and beyond what you paid for. Yes,
0: yes. And and then you ended up running, this is a hard one to describe to people, the best way I could describe it when I read about it was a group house for people, probably at their lowest point with them and their young children having to go to hospital and they were living uh, next to a hospital and you were the big smiling face and your staff when they turned up and they're full of stress and they're full of worry because their child is sick and you had to ride them the emotions that they were writing, all good and bad. And that would have been a very, very challenging role to be the CEO of that house, have the corporate and the boards on one side and these beautiful families looking to you at their, at their darkest times, many of them.
2: Mm.
0: How was that from a lady where you were basically the leader? You were everything to the to everyone there. How did you? How did you handle something like that? Because uh, most people couldn't do that job.
1: It's not in the job. There is a person. Then mm. sometimes and feel a bit down and so personally and support you. But
0: yeah, they look for blame. Yeah. Something doesn't go wrong. With all the jobs you had before.
1: No, I do have doubts. Yeah. Other things before. My tribe, who's going to be there for? Because industries too, and we yeah. meet men that are supporting, mm-hmm. but a lot lower position. Time they would be there for me
0: all your life.
1: And my mum was, like so I grew up both are in, in different ways.
0: <laughs> I oh, will don't well, I think the best way to describe it is you're is change. as they make good managers. It's what I love. Much
1: better. Um, your thirty years, supportive husband who supports me in everything that I do. whether,
0: yeah.
2: whether
1: you're professionally, um, I think you need to with your man or a woman. You need to have that once again that tribe around you who's going to lift you up and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or lift you up and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job and support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever support you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever, you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever, you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever, you to be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever, be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever, be a leader. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. Whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, whether it be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, be in the community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Community, or in business, or in your job, whatever. So, Community, or in business, or in your job, whatever. So, Community, or in business, or in your job, whatever. So, Community, or in business, or in your job, whatever. So, unity or in business, or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, Community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So, community or in business or in your job, whatever. So, unity or in business or in your job, whatever. So or in business or in your job, whatever. So I think you're in business or in your job, whatever. So I think you're in business or in your job, whatever. So I think they're in business or in your job, whatever. So I think there is still a long way for women to go, but we are much, much further down the road than we ever have been in my lifetime anyway. I well. So- so 60s and 70s, so believe me, we're a lot
0: further. <laughs> Do you think uh, a new walk, you would now in your current role, would walk into boardrooms, into corporate areas? And mainly I think a lot of it's because a lot of the women uh, have stayed, did stay back and raise their children and all that, so the proportion is still out where there's more men in senior leadership roles and those roles. Do you think now when you walk into an area the men in those things look at you as an equal these days rather than what they did 30 years ago when they just thought, you know, what's she doing here, which was very, very bad because most of the time they were smarter than the men they were talking to. I
1: think things are a lot better than they are. I think mm. definitely uh, most environments I'm in, I, I feel that I'm respected as an equal. Awesome. Mostly.
0: Mostly. A lot I lot it
1: used to be.
0: But yeah, I think... I
1: don't... I don't me, I don't look at whether you're a male or a woman. I look at, you know, your skills, your knowledge, your yeah. experience. And, you know, they're the important things. It shouldn't matter, in my opinion, whether you're male or female.
0: I don't think you're far wrong there. I think uh, every time I've sat down and if I do uh, some coaching with people over management or leadership and we, we go through that, some of them do have the barrier. And it's what we call a learned oh. behaviour. It's something that they were brought up as. And many times they don't even realise it. And yep. it can be, and I've seen it in women too, where they've been disparaging towards men because they were brought up not so well, and they, you know, they had this thing there that uh, you know, they're, they're a male, you know, they're against me, they don't like me, and all that. And in many cases, it was the opposite. So if people if you look, just
1: don't like people.
0: Well, you can't get around those it people, can you?
1: Personalities just don't mix, whether you're male or
0: female. That happens everywhere, doesn't?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> now, a little birdie told me that you're actually not a bad photographer.
1: Oh, I like I like taking photos, but only with my iPhone.
0: <laughs> hey, some of the photos you can take on an iPhone are better than those expensive cameras. Yes, yes.
1: Unfortunately, my husband would think I take too many photos with my phone. <laughs> not I-, your- um, I actually wanted to. I did photography at school.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: if I could have chosen a career, no. Or-
0: is that your escape?
1: Record number
0: one. I- to say that's your escape. So, yeah, I- oh, yeah. I'll look. I, especially when they're not. To behave have that, I've also heard you're a lover of Surveyor General down there. I would
1: aspire to be like they would say they, they
0: would, music
1: yeah. and I'd just be great. So it's kind of a bit of interest. and He was also an inventor, being the Bible written about him. Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see the Bible written about him. Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see the Bible written about him. Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see. In the Bible written about him. Mm. I, I will be fascinated to see in the Bible written about him. hm mm. I, I will be fascinated to see in the Bible written about him. Mm. I, I will be fascinated to see Bible written about him. hm mm. I, I will be fascinated to see Bible written about him. hm mm. I, I will be fascinated to see what Bible written about him. hm mm. I, I would be fascinated to see what he'd written about him.
2: Hmm. I written
1: about him. I would be fascinated to see what he would written about him hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see what he would about him. Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been... Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like. Hmm. I, I would be fascinated to see... What he would actually have been like. I I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and I I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have. I I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him. I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him. I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like and have him i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like and have him i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like and have him sit like i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like and have him sitting i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like and have him sitting i would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting. at I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at. I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table. I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table. I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table. I would be fascinated to see. What he would actually have been like and have him sitting at a table. I, I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table. I, I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table with I would be fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table with that fascinated to see what he would actually have been like, and have him sitting at a table with that group of people and myself. Can you imagine the discussions?
0: Well, you wouldn't have to pay for the wine. Pardon? You wouldn't have to pay for the wine.
1: Oh, all the bread.
0: See? Just have a glass of water and he changes into wine and we'd all be happy.
1: Oh, maybe that's why I put him at the table. I don't know. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's know, what I think of as is two particularly really historical people. Can you imagine how great that would be? You, you want to come to that party,
0: don't you? She you. yeah. It's... Uh,
1: we might not have it in a pub. I think that, that
0: requires fine dining. Uh, I don't know. Some of the pubs these days, their <laughs> food is up to, you know, equal scratch to many that, of the that restaurants. That is very true. Very true. So you've had a, so far, you, I mean, you've got a long career ahead of you, but you've had a great career and you've had a lot of experiences. If you were walking down the main street of Fairfield now past the station and you saw that young 20-year-old Deb walking towards you, what would you say to her?
1: I would say, it's a really good question, I might add. I think I would say don't be afraid to take a risk, Hmm. to try something new and different because at the end of the day, all you can do is really fail. And, you know, you might miss a perfect opportunity that could really make a difference to your life, but sometimes it makes a difference to someone else's too. So step out of your comfort zone um, which I try to do all the time, and try to have new experiences so that also mm-hmm. they have the opportunities to present to themselves. Because once again, if you don't think outside the box and look outside the box, then we could be missing out on so much.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, they, as they say, failure is really just feedback. Yeah. You know, we get something every time we don't necessarily succeed. We always learn something. There's, there's no such thing as... Not learning anything out of failure, so that's what I think life's that's about. It's learning on the show. I think that's hopefully known and resilience in Western Sydney. So I'm brought to you by resilience. Absolutely awesome day. Absolutely awesome day. Absolutely awesome day. Absolutely awesome day. So absolutely awesome day absolutely awesome day absolutely awesome day absolutely awesome day absolutely awesome day